Welcome to Gratitude Space Radio. I'm your host, Chris Palmore, founder of GratitudeSpace.com. My sincere thanks for listening, subscribing, and rating this podcast. Paul, Curtis, welcome to Gratitude Space Radio. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Excellent. Here we are, the three of us. This is great. This is great, guys. I, uh, I'm so excited you guys are here, uh, you know, becoming friends with Curtis and now getting to meet you, Paul. Uh, um, this is excellent. I've never done a three, uh, I've never done a podcast with three people. So thanks for holding my hand with this, guys. You know, new experiences, right? And we're also shooting it out into the ether in the live moment, which is uh, exciting, too. So, um, Curtis, Curtis, you want to open up just kind of say a few things about yourself? Sorry, say that again. Would you like to just open up and share a few things about yourself? Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, I don't know who tuned in last week, but Chris and I have this uh, are developing a um, segment of gratitude space podcast about gratitude and sobriety and just kind of like an opportunity to um, talk about our week and what we're grateful for and how gratitude affects our life and how um, we practice it and, and how we, you know, injected into our daily daily life so thanks again for having me i'm super stoked about all of this thanks curtis yeah um you know this is just a, a great it's great to get together with uh, grateful people and uh just discuss things that are going on and share some gratitude and that it can inspire more gratitude and the great thing is when you meet a grateful person like i met curtis here he thinks i got another grateful friend with paul here so uh Paul, could you uh, share a little about yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Um, I love the concept of focusing on gratitude. Um, gratitude is a choice, is how I look at it. You know, it's we can choose to be grateful. Um, there's a lot of tools to, to cut to the chase. There's a lot of tools that people use that have become part of the, um, you know, the standard conventions of of making yourself feel okay. One of them is a gratitude list. Um, I've been making gratitude lists in the morning for the off and on for the better part of three decades. It's a really effective way if especially in, in our current climate systemically what's going on around us in the world um, is it has profound effect on us on every level. Our, our immediate relationships are affected profoundly with people that we're interacting with, uh, that we're used to interacting with daily. It affects our community relationships. It affects uh, certainly on a, on a bigger scale, you know, dare I say a national level, on a global level. And then on the intrapsychic level out in the world, like in that headspace where we all just feel vibes and stuff, there's a lot of things going on that might question, bring cause a person to question, oh, well, how how can I feel gratitude or thankful about what's going on? I've got to deal with this. I've got to deal with this. And then there's this. So if a person says in the first person voice, I am thankful for, right? And you say anything, you know, I'm thankful for these glasses. If I got to put something on the screen, at least I got glasses to put on and see it better. It can be very simple. It can be, I'm thankful for, 
the friendship of Curtis. I'm thankful for this new friend, Chris, greeting me with a smile and inviting me onto his podcast. So the tools about gratitude is, is a state of mind that is manifested through an action. The interesting thing about gratitude is, is I can't hand you a cup of gratitude. I think this is what a 12 ouncer and I've tripled it, right? Cause I'm trying to mm -hmm. you know, give it some weight. And, um, you know, but you can sense my gratitude in my appreciative attitude. So if I pick up a tool that's out in the world, like I really dig the color green, man, it's my favorite color. So let's say I'm thankful for this green pen, right? And I say, yeah, man, I'm thankful for this green pen, right? And you go, oh, that's cool. He's thankful that he's got a green pen. Now that's making it real out in the world with our voice and your acknowledgement. If I take this other tool, it's called a piece of paper. See that right there, it's old school. It's like analog situation, you know what I mean? It doesn't involve one of these things, you know, like Bluetooth keyboard. So dig, man, I take my pen and I take my paper, right? I got analog tools and I write on here, I am thankful for my green pen. And everybody goes, why am I tuned into this podcast, man? This, this guy's writing on paper about his green pen. And you start questioning it, right? Well, that's normal for human beings to do that, right? So if I do it like this, and I put an exclamation point and a question mark and then another exclamation point, and I share it with you, I've made it real. I've taken an action to demonstrate my gratitude. So it still doesn't still that you can measure, right? The only way we can measure gratitude is a feeling in the room, which is the context we create. And dig, man, in a COVID universe, sometimes we can't even really be in the same room together. So I have to radiate gratitude and thankfulness in my behavior towards other people, right? With a sincere thanks for having me here, sincere thanks for having a friendship with Curtis for all these years, sincere thanks for my new friend, right? and hopefully affecting. So what attitude of gratitude can I manifest in my behavior? A funny story. In our spiritual fellowship, there was this woman that at 11 years into the fellowship after burning her life to the ground, she came into this fellowship, right? She got her act together. She was relieved of this situation that she kept creating with drugs and alcohol. And after 11 years, man, she got a lot of stuff back. Her life was great but she just was not happy with anything, right? She wasn't happy with her job. She wasn't happy with her relationships. She always wanted more and more and more and more and more. I want more of this, I want more of that. I want better guy, better job, better car, whatever, more fun, more and more and more, right? So she got herself so wound up in the early days of cell phones that she, the car kind of did something where she ended up teetering, right, on, on a, on a, on a not on a cliff or a bridge, but it was a crisis situation. Like she spun out or something, the car went like this, right? So dig, now she's sitting on this thing in the driver's seat going, this isn't working out for me, right? Here I am 11 years into this new spiritual journey and I'm almost putting myself over whatever this was. I think it was like an embankment, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless, it wouldn't have been fun if the car would have gone that far. So she got towed out and stuff. So she talked to her mentors and her friends and stuff, and her brain trust and everything, people she likes to check in with, right? And those are things you can be thankful for, people you can check in with, right? 
yeah. And they said, well, you know, maybe you need to go on a quest, right? So she said, all right, I'll go on a quest. Where do you want to go on a quest? She goes, I've always wanted to go to India. This is a true story. So dig, man, she goes to India, man, on her dime, her own dime, takes some time off of work. She's on this spiritual journey. She's been in Southern California. She's been in Colorado. She's been in all over the States doing her work and stuff. She goes to India, right? And she's on her journey and she's just following them, whatever they call her, the Dharma or the muse. I don't know. I don't know about Hinduism. Talk about it, but you just go and you start looking and you start saying, hey, I want to meet some spiritual masters or whatever, right? People go, you got to go to that town. You got to go that hill. So she finds herself in the foothills of the Himalayas going up a mountainside to go to this cave to meet this dude, right? And this is true. And she says she's getting cold. She's like, uh-oh, I'm in the elevation, you know, don't have the right clothes, but I got to get to this guy's cave. She gets all the way to this guy's cave, right? And she sits down in the cave and he looks at her and before she says anything, he just looks at her and he goes, hmm, what you need is an attitude of gratitude. So she went all the way around the world, halfway around the world to hear a cliche that is spoken frequently all over the United States, all over her spiritual fellowship. She went, oh, okay, all right. You know, so <laughs> the point is, is we're all looking for gratitude. We're all looking, you know, for this. and. How do we manifest it? How do we be it? How do we measure it? How do, well, I think we do it in our behavior to other people by demonstrating it and how we treat people is a big way, is what I think. You know, if I'm sincerely gracious to you and, and thankful that you're having me on here, I'm gonna be on time, right? Which we stayed right. just under the wire because there was computer pro, you know, situation right, right. but we got in on time that's how we treat people with respect it's a way of demonstrating gratitude returning kindnesses right the native americans say you honor the site right you leave a place better than you found it if you're out in the world whatever that means so if you take that principle of the first people's principle of honor the site if i'm going to get in your car i'm not going to leave my stuff around you know what i mean the detritus of my life I'm going to pick up after myself, right? Maybe pick up a little bit of your stuff and put it in the bag and throw away too. That's a gratitude. Just demonstrating gratitude for letting right. me ride your car. Now, I'm human. So do I drift out of that mindset? Constantly, all the time. Where's mine? Give me more. Why didn't she? Why didn't he? Why didn't they? What the hell happened three Tuesday nights ago? What was that? Whatever, you know? I drift out of that thankfulness especially in our current climate. And I think it's also okay to be human and to feel those feelings of an absence of gratitude, right? So if we're looking at that, we can start to look at that too and talk about that. Like everything has its equal and opposite uh, reality, you know, positive, negative, all that simple stuff, yin yang, we all know that. So if we know what the opposite of gratitude is, then we know when we're drifting into that, right? right. Because right, right, right. maybe there's a gratitude switch in the soul that you control and go, oh, I'm in gratitude. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. So maybe some people have to slowly slip into it. Most people are really thankful when they look in the eyes of their children and their loved ones or they think about them, right? So that's my kickoff for gratitude with my little story about that person that went to India to find it. I, lo I love that, Paul. Thank you so much, man. I was doing my best. I, I'm doing better about listening and not wanting to think of questions. And like, you know, I was doing my best to stay in there. But I wanted to I, I wanted to say that I'm so with you about gratitude being a choice. 
And um, basically, you know, I was doing writing for my book and the idea was like, bottom line is the world could literally look like it's, it's, it's pushing you up against a wall to be ungrateful. It's literally yelling at you to be ungrateful. It's pushed, you know, it's, it's forced you, you could feel like the world's just saying, you have to be ungrateful, you know? But the cool thing about gratitude is again, it's a freaking choice. Uh, and that's the beauty in it, right? If it wasn't a choice, then what's that, right? So it's, it's a choice and we, it's a choice we get to make in spite of all of the ugliness that could be in our face, in spite of all of the sadness. It's a choice. It doesn't mean we always choose it, like you said, but the reality that we know it's a choice, is, it, it, it allows it to, it's a superpower. Nice. How do you feel, Curtis, about- Good. Um, it's funny. I, you know, you were mentioning um, this woman and her trip around the world to find this spiritual guru that just said, be grateful. And I, I believe that I've heard her say the same thing in the same, same forum. So yeah, I just think it's just like, it's just proof that it's a, it's a universal truth that like, it's the, it's, it's the path. It's like part of a huge part of the path to the light for sure. And I want to walk in the light all the time. I don't. Um, but I, I know that like if I'm spinning out, which I kind of have been the last couple of days because my, you know, my, uh, spiritual program that you and I are part of Paul, like if I don't maintain it on a daily basis, my fucking head goes crazy. And like the quickest way to, um, get back to um, the headspace that I like to exist in is like gratitude lists or express gratitude to someone. Tell somebody what you're like, why you're grateful for them or like something they did for you at any point in your life, like that you're grateful for. Or, you know, you mentioned like looking into the eyes of our children and it's really like, like last night, for example, you know, I was like dealing with re-entry into Florida from California where I've been for three weeks, where um, California is where I feel most at home without a doubt. Like everything about it aligns with who I am and what I'm about. And um, Florida, you know, doesn't. So um, I was, I got off the plane and was just kind of uh, on edge for, to put it simply. And, um, you know, my daughter texts me, she's like, are you home yet? And like, it's the, the simplest things with our children that, with my children anyway, that put me in gratitude immediately because um, in regards to what we talk about here and um, sobriety and gratitude, like I wasn't, there was a, a a huge portion of their life that I was there, but I wasn't there. You know, I wasn't able to show up as like a sober father. I wasn't be able to be present. Um, it was uh, like, I have to um, work really hard in self-forgiveness as far as like how absent I was early on, even if I was in the same physical space as them. I remember like really like, um, you know, it's, it's hard for me to talk about this stuff because it it's puts me like straight into guilt and shame. But I think that also talking about it is how 
I am able to kind of let go of it and um, move on from it. So there were like, you know, there were times that I would give anything in the world to have back. Like when they were feeding bottles, like if, if it was my duty, which it was rarely because I was just like in outer space somewhere to like give them their bottle, I would like try to find the easiest way to lay them down and prop their bottle on a pillow and not like hold my children. And that's really, it's really tough for me to think back on that now. And I'm like, man, you know, that, that could have tr uh, translated to so many different ways of shitty parenting on my part at this point in my life. If, if I was even still alive, which if I wouldn't have got sober, there's absolutely no way 100% that I would not be here um, on this earth, in this plane right now, uh, talking to you guys. So um, I guess where I'm going with that is, yeah, the kids immediately put me in gratitude. And um, it's, it's, it's cool that it's, just, it's muscle memory for me now. Um, thanks to like a lot of really hard work and re like working on the hard wiring in my brain that was once like defense mechanism, like the wiring in my brain at one point was, okay, I'm stressed. It's like stress pill, stress pill, stress pill, drink, drink, blow a line, whatever, eat some, whatever I was doing, you know, like, um, and now it's like, all right, I'm stressed. Uh, be aware of the feeling and uh, work through it where it begins, you know, it's like, for me, it's like, all right, everything is not falling apart. Even when it seems like it is, sometimes it really feels like it is, but it's like, all right, what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? And then it like re resets me as far as like being able to, be, to be present because when we're, when, you know, and I think Chris, you and I talked about this last week, like when we're practicing gratitude, we're, we're present, we're a hundred percent present. If you are here and you're, um, in gratitude, you are with it, you are in it. And there's, there's really nothing else that, um, I mean, there's scientifically, there's nothing else that can be going through your mind. Um, but I'm just kind of, uh, you know, that was, I don't know where I was going with that or what the question even was, but, um, yeah, it's as far as like parenting. And I, I go back to that a lot. And we talked about this a lot last week. Uh, as far as like gratitude and sobriety, the parenting thing is hands down, like, um, the greatest gift and what I'm most grateful for. And, um, the, the healing that my family has experienced through, um, through sobriety and recovery and, um, what we're able to like the baseline that we used to have versus what we have now. And, um, the experiences pre sobriety and the experiences now, and it's, uh, just really, I'm, I'm super grateful. Everything, everything I have to be grateful for at this point in my life is a result of my sobriety. And that's like, no questions asked without my sobriety. There's no, I don't have anything else. And that's, that's the bottom line, like without, without question. So it's, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer in all of this. I'm a firm believer in, uh, 
that gratitude is contagious and um, talking to people about it, then they're talking to more people about it and it just snowballs. And then like, you know, you can shift the energy and you can, you can change people's lives really. And um, it's just the level that I want to vibrate on as a human is um, in gratitude, which is one of the highest vibrational frequencies that you can have. And again, in turn, I'm bringing in other high vibrational people into my, into my orbit. So it's kind of where I'm at right now. That's so true, man. And it's a great statement to make with the three of us sitting here, right? I mean, it's just, it's just what it is. We're, we, we, we get, we're into gratitude, we get gratitude and we get together and we all vibrate together. And um, there's, it's just, there's nothing like it. There really isn't. I, um, you know, going back to what Paul was saying, you know, obviously it's really great to have a gratitude list. I completely agree with that. I think having a gratitude practice, the journal, I do, I do, I think the physicality of it is a really nice thing. And obviously having the, having the ledger, is a really good step. But, um, you know, I, this week I've been thinking about, <clears throat> obviously it's great to be grateful, but it's also amazing to be able to create a space for others to be grateful. And this is what I was thinking, right? There's a lot of ways to do that. So for example, quite simply, when you're kind to somebody, you're creating an atmosphere of gratitude for the other person to find or not find. But when you're kind to somebody that happens, you're actually breathing you're being like the breath of gratitude in the space just from being kind or being present to somebody um so it's 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 very i was thinking about how cool that was right there's like this there's two different ways you can go at it there's there's obviously i can share what i'm grateful for but then there's i could talk to paul and say you know i can either be kind to paul or i could even straight up say so paul what, what's going on good in your life you know like share share some gratitude you know share share with me because i'm interested you know some things you're grateful for and then that creates a space for that to come up and that both of those things are really exciting but I don't, I don't I've never thought before about creating a space for others how to you know different ways to create spaces for others because we're practicing gratitude when that happens you know what I mean you're literally that's a practice but you're actually have to be with someone else to, to do that part of the practice so that's I've been thinking about that this week that's a very provocative perspective on things like how can you empower someone else to be grateful or how can you create the feeling in the room the context so that their right. content is grateful that's very cool i like that it's a very interesting way of looking at things one of the things that uh professionally i do uh is mm -hmm. prior to covid i was teaching narrative songwriting in the California penal system. I was teaching at California Institute for Men. And one of the yards I was on, all of my class, 20 to 25 guys, Wednesday mornings at 9.30 AM, were what are called LWP, life without parole, right? Mm. So we would split them into groups of five and we would give them a theme to write a song about. And the groups would, became very organic and very self-supporting and very self-nurturing and they would generate a narrative and some sort of performance of the song because there were enough, you know, musicians present, rappers, you know, uh, poets and stuff. And uh, mm. you talk about a demonstration of, you know, you leave a place like that, right? After an experience like that, you get out into the real world and just to be thankful to have the freedom to come and go as you please becomes right here. Like it's literally right in front of your face, you know, like 
you know how when you listen to certain records, the vocal is right here. Like when you listen to a Tom right. Petty recording, it's, he puts his voice right here. Other people might put it off or, you know, make it beautiful with reverb or anything. But Tom Petty had a way of being so intimate with you when he sang. Patty Smith is that way, right? Experiences with humans can be that way too. And another way to create, like in that kind of situation, man, those guys, and I'm no saint. And the other thing is, is I'm no expert on anybody else's life. This is really important that I, I, I mm -hmm. articulate this to whoever's listening and to myself and to you guys. I am certainly not an expert on anybody else's gratitude or how to get right. gratitude or how to manifest it or how to create it, how to experience it. And that's really, really important. You know, there are many paths, you know, one destiny. I'm no expert on anybody's struggles with anything, whether it's drugs and alcohol, relationships, career, COVID, whatever you know, the current national climate. I know what I've done and I know what, how other people have helped me see what I need to do. So in that light, one thing I have to say is that from our context, I don't know who's listening to this right now. I don't know how diverse our, our listeners are in this podcast or who's gonna listen to it mm. further down the road or who's watching on Facebook right. now. But I gotta tell you one thing, even though things are a bit wonky right now, like, quite frankly, we're in the middle of a bizarre-a-thon. You know, it really That's is. a good way to put it. Yeah, there's bizarre, -thon. bizarre stuff going on. Like, it's a bizarre-a-thon. It's like, you know, a marathon running. Well, this is a marathon running with a bunch of bizarre things on every systemic level, right? It's affecting everybody, uh, what's going right. on in the world right now. Um, we got to remember that probably statistically, it's safe to say that 90% of the people in the world don't have a car. There's about seven and a half billion of us right now. Pretty safe to say half of them are gonna get by on about two bucks worth of resources today. You know, and that's gonna manifest their food for them, their rice, whatever, their sustenance, right? There's entire populations that are really, really worried about where they're gonna get water for their kids tomorrow. You know, and I'm not talking about the homeless guy just down the street or whatever, who's worried about his next meal. I'm talking about populations, man. You know, so we also have to, understand that to be so for me i'm not projecting this on anybody else i'm talking about me when i get stuck in where's mine i'm afraid of losing what i got i'm afraid of not getting what i want right where's mine first let's set that one aside if i'm afraid of losing what i've got that means i'm holding on to something right if I'm afraid of not getting what I want, that means I'm projecting out of this moment, right? And if I'm in those head spaces and I don't demonstrate thankfulness for the fact that I have running water, most of us listening to this podcast probably have a car. If you don't, you can probably get a Lyft or an Uber. If you're, if you're challenged right now for that, I don't mean to dump on you either. I'm expressing compassion for this, right? If you are one of those people that doesn't have personal transportation right now. There are people in America right now that are challenged for their water, right? Is it clean or not? Look what happened in Michigan recently, right? So we got to remember, we have to think globally too, not only about what's going on right here in this room right now with these other two guys, right? So that's really helpful too, to remember that and to express thanks for that. 
And then strategically, okay, how am I going to put my money where my mouth is? How am I going to walk the talk, man? You hear that one? Oh, he walks the talk, man. You get, you know. Okay, if I'm going to sit here and pontificate about this global problem, right, what am I doing about it? What opportunities are going to arise for me, right? And I, like I said, I'm no saint. I'm no expert on anybody else's life. I got my path, and I got people that hold me responsible. I go, hey, man. You doing something to help out, or are you just like tooting that like that complaining horn? Bitching on Facebook, huh? <laughs> Bitching about it on Facebook. <laughs> well, what I mean is, is so how can I manifest thankfulness for my circumstances by being of service to others whose circumstances are more challenged? Right? What are my actions mm -hmm. going to be? Can I face myself at the end of the day and say, okay, maybe I didn't take an action to help somebody today in these areas? But what, what can I do tomorrow? And then make a plan, pick up the pen and paper, write it down, hold myself accountable, have other people to hold me accountable, bookend, call a friend and say, you know what? I was on this podcast fetching about the world right now. I got to re-up my commitment to help Harold and Mary Finero with the, their Rwanda project. Harold Owens from Music Cares has got this side thing where he's actually building schools in Rwanda. He's putting water in Rwanda. He's trying mm -hmm. to help, you know. People are helping Americans right now going, okay, let's help a city that's challenged, right? Not only politically to have an awareness, right? So that everyone is safe, that everyone can walk the streets safe. The three of us, we can walk out our door and not worry about the law, not worry about the cops, not worry about a predator. If any one of us was female of any, of any ethnicity, we'd be maybe a little vigilant after dark. If any of us was a, a minority group member male in our age groups, We'd have to worry about it, right? Maybe getting some flack from the cops and stuff. Okay, so I'm talking about what can I do in my actions to improve that? And how can I be thankful for the opportunity to do that? Right? And not project it onto anybody else and say, you should, you gotta, you better, because everybody's path is unique, right? So that's important too. You know, I gotta be accountable for doing stuff to help out, right? And then at the other side of it, I also gotta be self-caring. I gotta make sure that. I take care of myself so that I don't feel anxiety, so that I don't, because these are anxious times, man. This is, you know, when they say what a long, strange trip it's been, yeah, what a long, strange trip it is. And no doubt what a long, strange trip it is going to be, right? Because we got ourselves in some shenanigans right now that we're paying for. We're paying for 2,500 years, right, of oppression in the West, Right? We're paying for 350 years of colonial European white dudes like us fucking with three continents, right? Oppressing Asia, oppressing Africa, oppressing South America, oppressing the native populations in North America. We're paying for it now. It's time to pay up. It's time to, you know, balance this shit, make it work. None of us have to suffer necessarily, but we got to be aware. You know, you get some clever-minded 16th century European males together and they... They created a bunch of shit that we're going right now going like, uh-oh, this doesn't work, right? I can remember in the in the 70s, I'm long in the tooth, man. I'm probably older than your dad, Chris, because I know I'm older than Curtis's dad. But I remember in the 70s in Boston, there were people saying, we got to fix this stuff now, or, or it ain't going to be pretty in 2020, 2030. The world's going to be too hot. And everybody thought they were kind of talking out of their necks, kind of projecting weird stuff out. Look what we got going on. 
if I'm in a kvetch about this stuff, how can I be thankful for the fact that I have running water, air conditioning? Not only that, if I'm thankful for it, how can I demonstrate that gratitude by helping make this a better place? That basic um, First Peoples, Native American thing about how can I honor the site, right? And be thankful for doing, and be excited about, be positive about it, instead of being burdened by the, the conundrum we've got ourselves in. Systemically, we're, we're, we're on it, we're, completely in a conundrum right now, right? And with, with our, on every level. We're in an inter-conundrum with the world around us and we're in intra-conundrum within ourselves, right? So, okay, thank you for this conundrum. What can I do, right? Without being uh, proselytizing and just talking about it. What actions can I take? What's my action plan to demonstrate gratitude out in the world? So that Curtis's kids, I don't have any kids, but I know Curtis's kids. So that Curtis's kids can have as cool a time as I had in the 70s. You know, and I hate to be retro, dude, but I'm sorry. You know, I had a lot of fun. Right? You know, and I want everybody to have as much fun as I had back then. The 80s were blur and very dark. The 90s things started kind of swinging around a little bit. But you know, we gotta, we gotta really take into consideration systemically the world too when we say i'm thankful i'm glad okay we're thankful great now we, we screwed up we consumed too much stuff we made too much shit all right we, we cut down too many trees we shaved the earth's head and we heated the earth up so you think gaia you think mother earth is just going to sit there and go okay you humans you're cool i can dig that no gaia is one membrane that we're part of we're the trees we're the snails we're all one we're all one entity we're out literally one living organism, one inter interchange thing. And now we've become kind of like a pest. We've become like, we're the problem. There's too many of us. The earth is designed to support roughly three to three and a half billion people, at humans at optimum efficiency. Anything past three and a half billion stresses Gaia's efficiency, the system, right? Not only the ecosystem, but the psychic system, the energy, everything gets affected, okay? So we're at seven and a half, man, right? I think last count. So dig, we gotta be aware of this. We gotta start prepping ourselves and figuring it out, right? And being thankful that we're in a position where we are PWM, the three of us, we're privileged white males. We got, we got the time, the energy, right? The easy road to hoe out in the world. You know, we can go out there and help. A lot of people are too busy just trying to get a bite to eat to think about this kind of stuff. So if I wanna be thankful and go, oh, I'm happy, I'm thankful, I'm in gratitude, cool, I'm thankful. Now, how can I manifest that and make the world a better place? What's my action plan? Yeah. Well, I, I think that goes back to what we were saying about creating, I mean, if you're supporting people or you're helping like your friend with the wall, you know, this is this not charity, but I mean, you're volunteering your time to a cause or to, you know, giving back kindness, showing kindness to people and whatever that way is, is it, you're, if you're kind to one person, you're kind to the world, you know, I think, um, again, that, and that's, and like we were talking before, when you show kindness, you're basically allowing the breath of gratitude to fill the room. And obviously I can't make anybody grateful and I would never try to, but I can express my gratitude. And at the same time, I am all about letting the air, uh, I, I like to have the allow, I like to push that air of gratitude in the space that's around me because I, I just, because, because I'm, you know, because I'm selfish. 
it uh, it feels good and it's always good. And I, I know that I know that it matters. I know that it always matters and nothing will change that. Um, That's benign so. selfishness though. That's benign selfishness. That's why people in 12 step fellowships help other people because they know it's helping themselves. That's why Mother Teresa knew she was doing that because she felt good sitting in the squalor in India. She did that because right. she got off on it. And there's, we're a reward-based species. I hear you, man, loud and clear. Like, for example, I have a friend that I want to copy this, right? I'm unalterably committed to copying this. It's in my shopping list. I got to go buy white socks. I like at least okay. 80% cotton socks, ideally 100% cotton socks, right? My friend, mm -hmm. every time he buys socks, he buys a second package of socks. And he gives them to homeless people because what have homeless people put on their wish list high up on every they want more socks they need socks man hmm. so he, that's how he's gratitude and thankful and, and changing the room you know you, and it's an act right. of kindness and i i'm with you loud and clear you know i hear you by being nice to people right here right now in the moment it opens up all those other possibilities to help every other system you're absolutely right it's yeah it's, what do you call it the 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 the, a foundation, you know, that being kind, creating that feeling in the room. Then there's a cornerstone, then there's an arch with a capstone on top. You know, if you think about it like architecture, you gotta have a strong foundation. So I'm digging that, man. You know, I hear you loud and clear. We call those freshies on fish tour. That's what that's what, what new clean socks are. Freshies. Freshies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I think that uh I think that what Paul is touching on as far as like um, overpopulation and what's going on and whatever, whatever. It's like a, a direct result of people not being fucking grateful, man. Everyone wants more all the time. And I'm certainly guilty of it a lot. But like every once in a while, it's like you have everything you need. You have everything you need. Like I have to like make that my mantra. And a friend of mine has it on her wall and like you know, over time, I'll be like freaking out and she just pointed at the wall and the, uh, it's a something like a sloth or something. And it just says, you have everything you need. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we just want more, 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 more. And, uh, a couple years ago, um, one of my favorite bands, uh, Arcade Fire made an album called Everything Now. And it's just like about hyper consumerism and like wanting never nothing's ever enough you know and if we can be present and grateful um we can you know we realize a lot of times that we do have what we need in any like in any given moment if you have your health and you you know you're breathing and we we really um take a lot for granted and it's really easy to start to rewire that part of our brain like i was talking about earlier with simple things like gratitude lists. And, um, you know, for me, as like a recovering drug addict and alcoholic and someone that kind of lives in my head sometimes, if I make a gratitude list, I'm like, oh, it's, that wasn't a good enough gratitude list. I didn't put the right things on there or, you know, it's not long enough or, you know, I left this person out or this thing out. So now I'm, I'm an idiot, but it really doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, it just has to do with getting in the mindset of gratitude and, you know, there's days when I'm like really practicing gratitude well and feeling really grateful. And dude, I'm, I feel high as shit, you know, it's like, I'm like, 
feel really, 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 really good um, if I am like in deep, deep gratitude. And it's really, you know, it always makes me feel good when I'm not in the best headspace to know that that's like, again, like I said earlier, the quickest way to get back to it is like a quick gratitude list or text somebody, you know, something you love about them or whatever the case may be, just gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. And uh, there's a, a gentleman in mine and Paul's uh, orbit that he'll know who I'm talking about. And he's like, the mantra is always be of service, always be of service, always be of service. And it's, uh, you know, it's really, it's a great, it's really a great, um, approach to life and it really opens doors for you it helps other people and what Paul is talking about like it is a little bit selfish because I do know that if I'm practicing gratitude or if I'm um, doing service work like I'm absolutely going to benefit from it um, so it's it's just it's all good you know like it's good for the receiver it's good for the giver and it's uh it's a win-win situation really. And I want to, you know, I'm super grateful for Paul. Paul has um, been my, you know, mentor as I'll call him right now, since I was early in recovery. And, um, uh, you know, Paul, I tell you this all the time when we get off the phone, like, thank you for your time. Like it's simple stuff like that, really. Like when you're, if you have a phone call with someone, if someone actually picks up the phone, um, and you have an actual phone call or a FaceTime or something like I really try to make it a practice no matter like how short or how long it was just to be like I really you know thank you for your time because in this day and age like it's all texting you know someone will actually give you a few minutes of their time with uh, like face to face via um, FaceTime or Skype or whatever the case may be or actually pick up the phone it's just it's a good practice for me to you know thank them for that time and um again it just it, it all comes back to gratitude and it's Paul thank you for all of your you know wisdom and guidance and being there for me when I was still having auditory and visual hallucinations when I was like six months sober like I was still like leveling out you know um, when you and I talk about uh, when we first started being friends and close you were like, yeah, dude, you were still hallucinating. And this was when I was six months into it. Um, so it was like a really, really long process for me with um, some of the um, delayed withdrawals from like pills, benzodiazepines, um, you know, meth-induced psychosis, cocaine-induced sleep disorder, all the things that were having these delayed effects. Um, and, you know, Paul sat through that with me and like helped me understand that it wasn't going to last forever, hopefully, you know, and um, I, uh, I am forever in debt to you and forever grateful that you were there for me and you continue to be there for me. You answer the phone when I call, you call me. Um, it's really symbiotic and a beautiful thing. And um, it's just, uh, you know, we all kind of help each other. And if we can avail ourselves to people that might be struggling or um, might be having a shitty day or, 
you know, like I was talking about last week, if you have an intuitive thought that, oh man, like they did something for me, you know, two years ago, or I really enjoyed something they said, just reach out to someone because you never know when it's like someone could be at like rock bottom or have a gun in their hand or whatever. And I, I don't say that lightly. And that's, it's, it's a, it's the reality of a lot of, um, interactions that I've had over the years in the past, you know, five and a half years is, uh, people struggle and they need to know and myself included that people care. So if you can tell somebody you care about them, do it because people die and you may never get another chance to, you know, tell them that you liked the shirt they had on yesterday or tell them that their hair looked nice or whatever small thing that you may think it is could be the difference in, you know, someone's day and change the way they look at things. So. Well, thank you for your assessment, man, of our, you know, of our friendship and stuff. You know, you help me as much, if not more than I help you. And that's, that's for real. That's how this thing works. Chris is being of immense service to both of us right now by allowing us this platform and catalyzing this with his insights and his willingness to do this, you know? So the, you know, we sit here and we reflect on it. We go, God, we're talking about gratitude. We're thankful for all this stuff, you know, and thankful for this opportunity. And so many things will come to mind. We're maintaining the presence. I'm very fascinated by the fact that none of us have interrupted one another. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm interested in Chris's take on, on, the, on the last couple of, you know, subjects we've um, bandied about. Oh, thanks, Paul. You know, I... Um... I was getting, the great thing is, I love what you said, Paul, and then I love, I really love how Curtis attitude, I, I think, I think the fact he said his friend had a thing on the wall that said, I have enough, like, you know, I, I think, obviously, if we could make that all our mantra, that would, that would help the planet immensely. Um, I, I think, I think that's a brilliant mantra. I think that's a great, that's a grateful mantra. And to flip that, not flip it, but almost in the same vein, you know, I was talking to a really great guy yesterday. And I asked him who he was grateful for. And he said he was grateful for himself. And I know I've talked about this with, with Curtis, you know, and I've heard this before and it's great because the idea is that if you were grateful for yourself, it's like, you're saying I am enough. You know, I don't need, I don't, you know what I mean? I love myself. I, I, I don't need, I, I am enough. You know, that, that's the idea. It's like, I am enough. I don't need, I don't need a fancy car. I don't need a million bucks. I don't have to be on a beach. You know what I mean? I don't need any of those things. Um, just like saying I have enough. It's like, it's like, I am enough. I have enough. You know, I think it's a powerful mental gra gra grateful state to be sitting in basically saying, I am enough. I love myself. And therefore, when we're in that state, then we can be present and love other people and we can be kind. We can open those doors and the world just becomes a better place, you know, and for all, obviously here outward. Um, so I love, I love that idea of, uh, this saying that I have enough, you know, the idea of you know, this, I don't need, you know, that whole lack, that idea of taking away the lack, the things that, you know, that unfortunately society and you grow up and it's always like, you're always missing something. Like you were saying, it's like, I want something that's in the future or I'm missing something because I'm in the past or, you know, it's, um, I've been thinking a lot about that too, just the present and how the future is just an idea. And when we get there, it's the present, but if we live in the future, we're not in the present, you know, 
It's just an idea, right? The past is an idea too. It's gone. You can't go back to the past. But if you're thinking of the past while you're in the present, you're not in the present. You know, it's uh, what, what, what allows us to be present because when we're present, like in this moment, we can connect with people. We can be open to ideas. We can share good thoughts and, um, you know, pulsate, uh, you know, it just, it, it's just good. It's good for all of us. So that's what I, I love the tag team of your, your idea about how do we, how do we, how can we as grateful people help, you know, the global us. And I think uh, the idea of just the statement of going, I have enough, if we could make that a mantra in the morning, if that was just something you read on your wall, right? So I love that, right? What, what statements can we make in the morning, right? What can we, what can we write? You know, really, I have enough. I mean, that's a grateful statement. What a powerful idea. What a great idea to start with, right? Because at least you, it's just like saying, what are you grateful for? I'm alive, right? If you can start, honestly, my friend, before I was like, you can start your day by literally just saying, I'm grateful that I'm alive. You're going to have a good day. I mean, you're starting from like, you're starting from that basis of the freaking your breath, you know, which is, a, which is a gift and not a given, you know? Um, so it's a beautiful thing. So that's what I was, that was my thoughts. I appreciate you allowing me to share that. Sure. Another thing that comes to mind for me is you talked about the morning and how you start your day, creating the context, right? And Curtis saying, I am enough. Most of what Curtis, I impart on you, you know this, it's oral history from some really, really uh, people that are really committed to the well-being of others. There was a brilliant force in Southern California named Liz Lepresti. She was a chemical dependency counselor. She was a therapist. She was really big in the, uh, she was one of the first people to really tell people six words it was part of her treatment program for you if you if she was helping you get off drugs and alcohol or if she was one of your mental health clients she kept those two worlds separate right and but she could blend them too right and she had six words she used to go like this as i am i am enough and here we are right echoing her and these these basic voices of acceptance and then you're very simple and direct and very powerful insight about how do I start my day? Well, gosh, if I'm thankful that I woke up and I've got the time to acknowledge my gratitude, I don't have to hit the ground running and take care of a bunch of people's stuff, kids or anything in my particular, my morning is still my morning. I don't have to help a partner launch her day, right? I don't have to aid my 97 year old father he miraculously he doesn't need my presence in the morning oh, wow. so you know i have my morning to me so i love that you're going to help you've helped me now because in the morning i can just say thank you for the time to feel this gratitude and express this gratitude and manifest it so that's a really nice thing to touch on and i uh i i really feel that everyone that is feeling anything that's adverse, right? A struggle, a challenge, frustration, uh, hopelessness. So a lot of people don't feel that hopeful right now, right? They're beginning, they're beginning to see things as not having the outcome that they desire because of possibly they, they have to start projecting like in, a, in an appropriate way. You know, there's a saying, you know, be thankful that we found the oasis in the middle of the desert, but don't forget to tie your camels. You know, like here we are talking about gratitude mm -hmm. stuff. But, you know, also we got to make sure that 
you know, we prepare for uncertainties. We have to, we have to do our best, right, to equip ourselves to be well tomorrow, but not live in tomorrow. And in that spirit, a lot of people are starting to acknowledge that they may be have, facing some challenges and they want to prepare for that. Well, a really good way to do that is to be thankful for today and say, you know, I am thankful for, thank, you know, whatever. Thank, whatever their cosmology is, you know. Thank, thankful, put that focus in the moment right here, right now, in the present. And it's okay to be hopeful for a better day tomorrow or a manageable day tomorrow, that's all. We just can't attach any expectations to it, right? We have right. to devoid ourselves, I guess. We in this, especially currently, you know, everybody's lives are so uh, challenged with unpredictability, too, right? We used to have a pretty, you could make a pretty solid plan for a month, two months, right? Mm -hmm. Christmas, holidays, you could start planning for that. It's kind of not that way right now. You know, we have to be really cognizant of just being okay right here, right now. And then another one that Liz used to say is expect nothing and everything comes as a pleasant surprise, which is a Buddhist altruism that's been around for thousands of years, you know, I'm sure. And, you know, uh, but I really like that I am enough thing that your friend put on the wall, Curtis. That's cool, man. Hey, it's cool. Yeah, I have everything I need. Is what yeah, it is. Everything I need. Guys, it's coming right up at 6 p.m. I got a bolt. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, you go ahead and uh, Curtis, I'll chat a little more. Paul, thank you so much, man. I hope to talk with you again sometime. It's been really a, a really special time. Thank you. Oh, for me too. Thanks for this opportunity. And I'll talk to both you guys later. Peace out. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Okay. See you, man. Yeah, I think to, uh, to Paul's point, it's just like attaching outcomes to situations is like never really dangerous, brother. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's just like creates room for resentment. And, um, you know, that's, I always talk about that to people. It's like, just try not to attach outcomes, like be present. As soon as you start attaching outcomes to things, that's when like resentment comes in. And in my world, they say resentment is the number one offender. And, you know, it's slippery slope from there as far as like my recovery world. But yeah, man, this was great. Paul's awesome. Um, he, uh, he is a cosmic dude. Yeah, there's a lot of you. It's, it's great you brought him in, and obviously, I, I'm I'm happy he's a lot older than us. He he brings a whole other perspective, and uh, just a, uh, you know what I mean. It's just, it's we're di I mean, you and I are different, obviously, but then we got that, that dynamic going on, and we're all in the same yeah. room. And uh, but I, you know, I wanted to speak real. I know we're about time here, but I were you know, I wanted to go back what you were saying there at the end because this last week I actually had a big discussion about. Out, um, you know, outcomes and stuff like that, you know, because my, my, that my story, and even in my gratitude practice, and like with everything I was doing, you know, years back, I had such an idea in my head, I put all my back, you know, I, I believe so hard heartedly in this idea of something that I wanted, I wanted to create, I wanted it to happen, you know, this outcome, right, that I, that I basically, I stepped in the fire with it. And, you know, when you do that, one or two things happens, either you end up hitting it out of the park or bottom line is you have to start your life over, which is, uh, which I think swings with sobriety too, obviously. Um, but I, I'll tell you, even in that time, uh, and I, I'm grateful it all ha happened because I, again, I'm where I'm at and I can appreciate it. And I know that I, I learned a lot. Um, 
but in the same sense, it, it taught me a really tough lesson. And that lesson was, you know, basically you have ideas about what you want to do, what you want to build. And I think that's great. I think it's great. I think people should do that, but don't, don't bet your life on those outcomes. <laughs> don't, but don't put everything into it. And I, I like this. Uh, my, my mentor, Bobby had a great statement, which I love sharing, which is um, when you get to that moment, you know, and it, you can make a statement and say it's this or it's something better. And that allows you, if you can be in the moment when you're feel like you're defeated because you didn't get what you wanted, you can pivot your, you literally can pivot your head and look at it in a different situation. Um, so I just want to say that because I think, uh, I think it's important for, I, it's just an important lesson that I learned. And if I can assist anybody in that mindset, I, I, all day long, I would like to, I would like to share that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's been great, man. Uh, thanks for uh, round two here. Um, you know, it's been great. We'll, we'll do it again soon. And, uh, you know, more people coming in and more gratitude, more ideas and more sharing. And, uh, so, uh, thanks again, Curtis. Don't, don't get off again. I want to talk to you when we get off here, but I'll, I'll go ahead and close this out unless you'd like to say, say anything else before I uh, shut it down. No, uh, just, uh, you know, thanks for continuing to, um, stay on top of this and move forward with it and push me to move forward with it. Um, it's really cool. And it's really, you know, I think it can reach people. And I think that, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I think that it's going to be really good all around. So thank you. I appreciate you, man. Oh, you're welcome, man. And just let everybody know, you know, we're, we're continually doing this. It's going to be, uh, you know, changing and more people are going to come in and, uh, if you've got a, if you know, Curtis or you know me and you got a story you want to share, we'd love to hear it. And that may be just talking to us or it could be if you want to come on the podcast, you know, there's, um, we're, you know, we're, we're here. And I know, I, I know, I know Curtis loves it. I know I love it. Um, we, we, you know, we just want to be able to talk to people, connect with people, share and encourage gratitude in the world, which uh, all that can happen with what we're talking about. And it does happen. So. Everybody have a great weekend, okay? And we'll we'll be seeing you next week. Just look out for some posts, okay? So I'm Chris with Curtis. Just remind you guys to stay grateful and we are out. This is an open call to anyone that has a gratitude story or practice that they'd like to share. Just email me at the address hello at gratitudespace.com. That link will be in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate us. You can look at this as a way of showing me a little gratitude. Just a friendly suggestion. Thank you for tuning in to Gratitude Space Radio, and we're out.